0: time is six o'clock shop america's source for fine hardwoods baird brothers sawmill canfield this is news radio 570 wkbn youngstown the following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through InvestiCorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the Jay Arnold Wealth Management Show,
1: and stepping up is uh, the one and only John Arnold on News Radio Five Seventy WDKB. Let's talk about investing in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all the important stuff that is uh, going on. John, thanks for being with us again. Absolutely. Let's uh, talk about the market today. Was what uh, up for the most part? Uh, talk a little bit uh, about the market. What's Going on from last time we spoke last last Monday to this Monday and uh, the up and downs of uh, of the market and some assessment, please.
2: Overall, the, the market was really up today. Uh, significantly, it was up even more than that in the middle of the trading day, and then pulled back a little bit on the reins, And we still finished up with a above one percent gain, so I was very happy about that. There's kind of like this aura. I, I can't. There's like this mystique in the air that. I don't know, and this is an assumption. Like basically, the worst is over. That I think that uh, we're, we're going to get a normal market from here, and I'm, I'm thankful for that because it's made my life a living hell for the past five weeks. Um, I can't promise that that's going to be the case, but it really it really looks to be the case that um, earnings seasons here, as I said, would happen. Uh, record earnings are coming out more. Netflix beat earnings. Some other technology stock beat stocks beat earnings, and. Uh, I think we have more earnings to come that are going to be outrageously good, including amazon's so I think that 's going to lead the market out of this disdrudge that we 've been in, and uh, It seems like a little bit of normalcy from the tariff where you know wearing on the market um, the Syria thing is is kind of stabilized to, to where it really looks like we just again made a counter uh, to uh, assad 's you know chemical weapon. Uh, on his own a couple chemical weapons on his own people um so that basically sums it up you're going to you have great earnings season coming you already have record earnings coming in uh you have all the uh the fundamental analysis in favor of the the market going up and we got economic indicators pointing uh trending up as well so overall great i guess is what i have to say and I hope that we continue to have a market ride with it.
1: All right, so a couple of things. So uh, so the whole Syrian uh, thing didn't have a huge effect on the market.
2: It, it really didn't have, if anything, it was bullish. Mm-hmm. I mean, when that happened, we had a pretty good, we had a good trading day. So, I mean, I guess what the, the fear is, is overall that we're going to get into a war with Russia, and uh in syria you know declare war et cetera, et cetera. but that that's not what this is this was just a a message sent to assad that chemical chemical weapons aren't going to be tolerated on your own people did and it chemical weapons? go ahead
1: did it surprise you that it didn't have much effect on the market or do, were you thinking that would be the case
2: i was thinking that wouldn't be i was thinking that'd be the case because it, it, we talked about this before we we've kind of have uh huge huge scars on our on our men on our mental capacity. When I say that, what I mean is, you know, the things that used to affect us uh, in the market and the news really we just brush off anymore. Right? An example is if the space shuttle blew up right now in front of us on national television, like it did when I was a kid. Uh, I think there would be sorrow and I think there'd be a lot of panic, but I don't think I don't think any more than that would happen. I, I just think that we have a very hardened society. And I and and I think it's really it, it obviously started with nine eleven. So when when you with this thing with uh, you know Assad and chemical weapons in Russia, I didn't I didn't put much weight into it, and, and obviously neither did the market, because I think we have such a hardened society to uh, war and 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 strikes and all, all the things we live with nowadays.
1: All right, so that didn't affect it much. And you said earnings earnings season is here. Initial reports seem to be pretty positive. So are you anticipating the market to stay to, to stay bullish?
2: I am. I am on my stance. My stance on the market will continue to be bullish until I see otherwise. Uh, I don't have any fundamental reasoning to to, to see it any other way. And when, I, like I said, when I see GDP decreasing, when I see unemployment increasing, when I see interest rates uh, start to normalize or even decrease again, where there's talk about it, now i'm going to get scared again uh right now it's just the opposite unemployment's going down continues to go down minority unemployment continues to go down gdp continues to rise and uh you know everything as far as interest rates goes it looks like uh we're going to keep slowly rising uh to combat inflation those are all economic positive indicators so as I see it, I think I'm overall market bullish. It's going to take a black swan event to take it down. And even that it it, mean, even a black
1: swan event, you would have to define a pretty serious one because you know like I said the bombing uh, yeah. of Syria doesn't seem to have much uh much effect on it or the big Comey interview on ABC last night doesn't seem to have much of an effect on it. Uh so it would take a major news event to uh, to affect something like this. And or I, I'd be curious if, you know, when we get to the midterms, if the Democrats took control, if that would have an effect on it too.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I uh, Well, it, it'd be hard to say how the market's going to react if the Democrats do take control of the House, but which I don't think is going to happen, by the way. As, I think it's a lot of bluff. I think you're, you're going to see some seats taken, but I don't think they're going to take control. But in the event they did, I don't know, I really don't know how much Wall Street would care. As long as that well as long as those earnings keep coming and that earnings per share keeps rising, I think the Wall Street heart pump is going to continue to go, uh, regardless of political, uh, ties and what's in the future. Now, obviously the Democrats come out and say we're going to raise taxes and we're going to do this and that on businesses. Well, that'll be another story, but I have to believe those guys have learned their lesson a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Um, uh, it'd be hard to say as far as far as a black swan event i'm thinking like a 9-11 type event uh a pension plan blowing up um another uh subprime mortgage crisis something like that but i don't see those i don't see those coming i i haven't heard anything about I any mean, of these crazy terrorist groups like isis or al-qaeda i think trump basically scares the you know what out of them and did some major damage to him in the past and he put his foot on their their, their throat like he should have, and uh, I think I'm, I'm pre- we're pretty secure from that for now. Anyway, I, I really don't see um, I really don't see a black swan event coming. Obviously, that's what makes it a black black swan event is because no one sees it coming. But relatively, overall, the only thing that we really have to fear right now is probably a pension blow up or pension blow ups, mm-hmm. bonds, uh, bond bonds bond imploding with an interest rate increase. Uh, I, I I don't see anything else that that could really endanger our economy right now.
1: What a, now? Facebook, you were in initially, and then you got out of Facebook. What has happened since mm. his testimony? I mean, as far as the whole Facebook stock, and you know when he was testifying in front of the Senate and the House, what's going on with that stock?
2: You know, I didn't get to see him testify because I was busy doing my job, but uh, I, I got a lot of feedback uh, from it from our clients who watched it, but. Facebook, believe it or not, I, I thought opposite. And this was definitely a, a chalk on the column of John Arnold being wrong. I thought the, the damn stock would go down 20 points, if you know the truth. I thought we were going to get – I mean, luckily I got out of Facebook. I thought the Facebook holders were going to take it on the chin even worse, and they didn't. The stock went up four or five points since uh, from, the, from the start of the testimony to the end, which surprised me. I didn't get to watch it or, or really research it. And, and because I got out of Facebook, you know, about five to six weeks ago, it really didn't matter to me. Uh, and that's a, that's a particular equity I'm very scared of right now. I mean, that's really volatile. I mean, if you, uh, if, if you know, if it actually makes a major make turnaround and they fix their problems, I think someone can make a ton of money in it. But it's really too scary for me and my investors right now. So we made our money, and uh, we're looking for something else.
1: All right, so you're not paying much attention to it. No as far as Facebook is really concerned. Haven't. Yeah,
2: that, that ship has kind of sailed in my portfolio. Go
1: ahead. All right, so we're talking with John Arnold, Truth and Investing Show, News Radio 570 WKBN. You got any inputs or questions that you want to ask John? Feel free to call us tonight, 729-9977, 729-9977, and calling all investors, as we like to say, whether that's about stocks or bonds or mutual funds or ETFs or uh, 401ks, 729-9977, as always, our phone number. 729 We'll get you through to John tonight John, when he comes on the program It's really for educational purposes To give you an idea where he thinks the market is going And why he thinks it's going in that direction Still, uh, that what we found out so far He's still bullish in the market Still thinking the market's got plenty of room for growth So when you get new investors As you get all the time People that switch over to John Arnold Wealth Management You are not putting them on the sidelines right now You're putting their money into the market, John?
2: Uh, not yet. We're around the corner. I, I'm looking for a couple more technical indicators to pop off to to say it's safe to put my foot in the water. That that would actually be just the opposite. Right now we're not buying or selling anything. If people are coming over from, from their current positions or their, their former brokerage houses, what we're doing is staying put. Because here's what can happen. When you have a choppy market like this, one bad, major bad something, major bad event can be multiplied, exaggerated because of the current status of the market. So my fear is, is with the choppy market as it is and the high volatility, and, you know, we sell or we buy something, it might cause, you know, and, and, and let's say for whatever reason there's another strike on Syria, and people read that wrong is we're going to war with Russia. And it, shed, it could send lightning for the stock market, and obviously take it down significantly. So now, if things were normal, if we had a stock market going, you know, normal, going up and down 60, 70 points a day, like it should, versus four hundred, five to six hundred points, like like it is now, we'd be talking a different kind of turkey. So right now, the market is crazy, unstable as it is, and so many things in the air. We actually are doing nothing with the portfolios and that's probably going to come to a halt today or tomorrow we're, we're looking to i'm actually anxious to get back doing what i'm good at which is making people money and then when you're paralyzed like when, you know, what most advisors right now are paralyzed anybody that's buying or selling right now is doing it they get a commission or they don't know what they're doing you have no idea where the, where this market's going to land because it's so damn crazy so I cannot wait for normalcy to come back, and I think that's days away. So, that's my plan, and that's what we're looking to do. Why do you and think normalcy?
1: Why do you think normalcy's is going to come back? I get kind of enjoying it how it's been going lately. Uh, is this why, the, why,
2: why in the world would you enjoy
1: that? Uh, because I love it when you come on. Uh, is, is this uh, you know? It
2: brings me pain. Yes,
1: but uh, but, but but I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this ticker here. Dow Jones up mm-hmm. uh, what uh, two hundred twelve points. S and P up twenty one points. Nasdaq up forty nine points. I mean everything everything's going in the right direction. It says stocks making the biggest moves after hours. Netflix. What what is Roku or R O K U? I don't even know what that is. Yeah,
2: Roku is it's a device uh, for televisions that don't have smart televisions, uh, that or that need the apps for a that need the apps for a TV that doesn't have the apps. Well, these, you slap on a Roku device and you can get all the uh, extras.
1: Right. So the biggest movers after hours are Netflix, Roku, Wind Trust. And uh, Saleni, so something like that. Saleni, so something. Are those all TV devices or what?
2: Some of them are. I'm not familiar with a couple of those. But the, the key, the key thing that you see there is Netflix, which is one of the Fang stocks. And uh, it just goes to show you that it might be another great round of uh, earnings for uh, Alphabet or and Amazon, which is my my uh, my leading racehorse. So. And we could take it because, man, Amazon took it on the chin for the past two months. So, um, but when I read it,
1: when I read a headline, it says, John, Dow surges 200 points after Syrian Syria fears ease. Earnings come in better than expected. That's pretty much what you've been thinking was going to happen, right?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, if you look, listen to the previous shows on the 570 podcast, there, you'll see that. And I'm not saying, I'm trying to, I'm not. I'm trying not to sound like a crazy snake oil salesman, um, crystal ball kind of guy. That's not what I am, but I will say.
1: But well, you hit that what one. I
2: thought, what I thought was going to happen did. Uh, it's going to give confidence to the market. It goes to prove that that uh, supercomputers and and hedge funds and, uh, and billionaires and, and institutional money were were really desi- manipulating the market. They scare the heck out of people for no reason. And people who sold out artificially, based on the, the media bias and the craziness of the market, well, they took it on the chin for no reason. And uh, I can't say that won't be the case, but it sure, it sure looking like it right now. I think we got a great, a great four to eight weeks ahead of us on the stock market. I do.
1: All right, stand I tell you by. What I
2: like to do is get to the. I'm sorry. I we have stand, stand by. For stand break. by.
1: We'll come back right after this with John Arnold. Stay tuned. And tomorrow morning. Let's check out the Storm Team 27 forecast, all brought to you by Cordy's. And here's how things stack up weather-wise. And going to be a chilly night tonight, low down to 32, snow in the forecast. And to snow for tomorrow, 37 will be the high, 31 will be the low for Tuesday, Wednesday. For the most part, uh, dry, 30% chance of late day showers, 55 the high on Wednesday, 39 the low, 46 the high on Thursday. Right now, we're at 35. News Radio 570 WTQBN. John Arnold, Truth Investing Show. Let's go to Mark in Newcastle. You're on with John. Go ahead, Mark.
0: Hello. First, Ron, I'd like to thank you for having John's show on for many years. I've always listed, listened and have never been an investor. But in December of 2016, some things changed for me professionally. Uh, I was able to start a consulting business, had some money to invest, and because I have been listening to John for so many years, I decided to meet with him. My wife Mary and I met with him, and she immediately uh, was very comfortable with him, so we've invested in January of 2017, and we've been nothing uh, but happy with them. So if you're out there, you're an investor with somebody else, uh, you should seriously consider moving your investments to John. Uh, you won't be sorry.
1: Now, what? to know, you weren't investing prior to going, going with John, sir?
0: Uh, I was investing with a company, uh, a financial advisor through where I worked.
1: All right. And... What was there about john arnold's and and what did he do that made you and your wife so happy
0: uh well, like I said, listening to him on you know your radio show for years, he's a very down to earth guy um he's a straight shooter, and uh like I said, I had been listening for years, I was comfortable with him, and I knew unless my wife was comfortable with him uh he wouldn't get the job, and like I said, the very five minutes after she met him in his office, she's like, "Okay, we're good." You know, do what you have to do.
1: And yeah, have you been pleased with the results so far?
0: Uh, exceptionally pleased.
1: Go ahead. Did I cut you off there? Exceptionally pleased, right?
0: Exceptionally, well, yes.
1: All right. And uh, John, what do you have to say, to this gentleman? So that's really uh, not an uncommon thing. Everybody's a little hesitant in the beginning, aren't they, John?
2: Yeah, Mark and his wife Mary did a, an excellent job interviewing me. They made all they, they asked all the right questions. They didn't jump into it. Um, very diligent. Mark will never admit this, but he's extre- He's an extremely intelligent person, and uh, so they did a very, very good job of interviewing me. And I was, I was honored, honestly, to, to, for them to choose me. Uh, I, I was slightly nervous because he's so smart. Uh, they have a. I can't say on the air, but I just say they do very well. And um, uh, bottom line is, it's, it's an honor to have his business. I mean that. I, I, by the way, I didn't. I never in a million years thought Mark of all my clients would ever call the radio mm-hmm. and say what he said. So thank you, Mark and Mary. If the, if the let me just say this: if the world was made of Mark and Marys, there were to be no wars. There would be no neighbor struggles. They're just they're wonderful people. I, it's an
0: honor to be in their life. Believe me, it's an honor.
1: Well, that's, uh, well, that's I, not. Go ahead, sir.
0: I I appreciate that, John, and uh, it's an honor to be your client.
1: Right. Well. well uh, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, we appreciate it, Mark. Thank you for your call.
0: Ah, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> All right.
1: That. Uh, but that's how you want it to be with people. You want them to interview you uh, to make sure it's the right fit, right?
2: I couldn't agree more. Because he, here's here's what. The, a potential client doesn't know when they're interviewing us. We are interviewing them, and the reason is is selfish. It's self, it's a selfish motive. I want to make sure that we're not doing all this paperwork, getting prepared to, to make this great relationship, getting prepared to, um, you know, to, to 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 build this portfolio for them. There's so much that goes into it, and for it to for it to just melt away, or to, for it to Go away just over a misunderstanding or a bad market or or you know it's just some 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 news because you you got to keep in mind and this this is, this applies to all financial advisors we're always under attack from all sides we're under attack from compliance from our under uh, you know our own broker dealer we're under attack from clients that are misunderstanding or happy or or, or just need our time employees and then uh, obviously, our competition. Our competition's is very aggressive with each other. You know, I want my competition's clients, and my competition wants my clients, and they'll they'll basically do whatever they got to do to get them. And that's just the way the world I live in. It's ruthless. So, um, and and that requires the people we're taking on to believe in everything we're saying. That it requires us to build like a marriage with our clients. Right. And like any marriage, it gets rocky. Like any marriage. You go right. through tough times and you and you rely on the great times to get you through
1: and hang on. The John. Reason
2: why you see I- we'll be back.
0: This is the Ron Verb show on news radio five seventy WKBN. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia.
1: From News Radio Five Seventy WKBN and uh, Ron Verb, we are back with uh, John Arnold, Truth in Investing Show on News Radio Five Seventy WKBN. And so, let's—I I, want to shift a, a bit here, John, and to give some attention to part of part of what John does is an overall view. You know, you've, he looks at at what your risk tolerances are. You know, you kind of interview him, he kind of interviews you to try to figure out what model he wants to put you in and is right for you, then actively manages that money. You know, we'll trade and sell stuff within that model without having to call you. There is no fees on doing that as far as commissions on the selling of that kind of stuff. He absorbs all of that, uh, uh, you know, moving from this stock or maybe to that stock. But he's an active money manager on your money. That's uh, something that, that's how John does it. It isn't a case of putting you in something and forgetting about it. But that, that comes through the interview process. But he also does somewhat of long-term planning. And there's one of the things that can literally uh, bankrupt you in the blink of an eye. And it's one of the most important things, actually, John does and has to offer. And when I say bankrupt you, I mean you can save all your money. You cannot go on Hawaiian vacations or buy new cars and set all this money aside. Then somebody in your household has a stroke needs long-term care the next thing you know they're coming to you and saying hey you got to pay seven thousand or sixty five hundred dollars a month you have to pay this much money a month until you run out of your money and then and then you go on Medicaid but until then we're gonna you know all this money that you saved all your life for is going to be drained from you there is and John's never been a big fan of the traditional insurance policies for long-term care because they cost so much per month. I mean, they, they're so expensive. They keep changing the game as, as time goes on. He's never been a big proponent of it. There's never been really a lot of stuff out there that can kind of protect you from a lot of this stuff until your latest discovery. And if, if you're in your 50s or 60s, listen to what John's about to talk about. John, go ahead. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't want to close it off in terms of age like that, but that's a great—that's uh, really a great time to buy that this product, and it's it's a live die clip product. So let me let me back up and, and, and elaborate to what you talked about there, Ron. Um, well, the reason why I don't like traditional long-term care policies is because they're outrageously expensive, and when you do pass away and you don't use them, the insurance company gets to keep all that money. You with me? Mm-hmm. So it would be, it's similar to, like, term insurance, but term insurance, which is priced very favorably uh, to a fault, it's the opposite of a long-term care insurance to where after the term is over, the term being your death, it's over. So imagine spending uh, 9000 bucks a month for 20 years and and take that as, like, say, maybe you can compound your interest of 5%. Boy, that's that's hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars you gave to an insurance company versus your, your your kids or your wife or your or your husband of who worked for that for it to go to your, your your beneficiaries, it's it's washed away to nothing. And in addition to that, the insurance companies get to pick your doctor. The insurance companies uh, obviously the, are, are hoping that you know you pick uh, you know something that's cheaper for them to subsidize on your long-term care. It's just all around not in favor of the client. So one of the things I learned earlier on in my career is I wanted to be either an investment advisor or an insurance guy. So I started my career out as a financial planner working for MetLife and New York Life, and I learned a lot from those guys. They have outstanding educational centers and teachings, but they, their model is built to, to teach guys like me how to sell insurance. So I learned all the goods, but I also learned the bads in doing that. And what I found is between selling health insurance and life insurance, if the clients weren't happy with the cost of their health insurance going up, of course they would blame me, and, and that's just natural, what it, what, obviously not the case. But then they would drop me as their agent, which means I would lose the investment side of things too. So I decided to go strictly investments, and I broke her out to, to my friends in the industry, life insurance and health insurance, stuff they want to deal with, like, like I just let Ray Cashmere deal with all my health insurance stuff because he's good and and he knows what he's doing. I don't want any part of it. So, um, how that relates to what I'm talking about is, incomes comes uh, a strategy that I believe in. It's because it returns the client's money at any one time, 100% back to them at, at a signature. Meaning that, let's say that a client put in 100 grand into a, a long-term care policy with me. They call me up and say, "John, I just don't think I need it, or I don't want it, or hey, I've reached the age where we don't think my wife and I are going to need this anymore." I can literally give them all their money back the next day, without an administrative charge, no surrender charge, no nickel and dime fees, no any BS. Here's your money, and that's the end of it. Okay, so here's the other here's the other side of the equation that I love of it. Let's say the client's become incapacitated from, like, say. Uh, Worst-case scenario is stroke. Let's say one died and one's living and they died and they got a stroke and it took them down to where, you know, they they needed long-term care, but they still had some savings. So they lived in the nursing home four or five months and they depleted their savings, but then they died. Well, that money that's in the long-term care policy with me, 100% of it plus some interest would still go to their kids, Okay. Mm-hmm. As a tax free exchange, because it looks like it's going to be paid as a death benefit. And life insurance carries taxable, uh, advantageous benefits, which means no tax. So I can return them all their money after death, during while they're living, and also provide a pretty decent long term care benefit. And I structure strategies and models. To where I can get other investments to pay for this thing to really, to really, it's no money out of their pocket. Now there, you know, a lot of the clouds, a lot of have to align just perfect for that to do that. But I've been able to do that pretty relatively easy, and and in you know, because a lot of people think, well, long term care so expensive, I'll never be able to afford it, or I'm going to use this money to live on, or I just want to use that money to pass on to my kids. Well, what if I could do all of that for you, Mr. Client? And I and I found a way to do it. So I found some companies that do do that. One is Lincoln Life. The other one is Pacific Life. Now, I prefer Pacific Life. doesn't mean I'm going to use that one. But I prefer Pacific Life because they're so strong. I like a financially mutually-owned company because that means no one's pulling their strings over their head. There's no puppet master. Pacific Life being mutually-owned and very strong means when the time comes for the claim, the company's not going to squabble and... Nickel and dime and piss around with anything. They're to, listen, give me the check. The clients need the check. That's what I want to deliver, and that's why I like a strong company. That's not to say that other companies aren't strong or are not going to do as good of a job. But if I can offer the Rolls Royce of the thing for at you know basically the same price as the other ones, then I'm going to offer the Rolls Royce because I'm an I'm an independent agent. So I happen to love that. And if you partner up with a with a good attorney, which I've done. So I have an attorney who's been an estate planning attorney for 30 years who rents from me in my office. We put together some trust packages for what I think is 30 cents on the dollar compared to his competition, and we wrap them up. We get, the whole, we get the whole kit and caboodle. We wrap it up, get the client uh, in there and protect his estate, protect his or her estate, I should say. Uh, the money is designed to be left to the kids. Uh, obviously avoid the Medicaid spend down. And because we did this in good times when, there was, when they're, they're not under the stress of finding a nursing home or what are we going to pay for this or that, we're doing it, we're doing the proper planning now. And that's what makes us so advantageous. We're doing it now why it's, it's affordable and why they're in the right state of mind. And uh, it's one of the things I, I, I used to hate insurance, but I, bracket, I brought it back into my arsenal because this is something I believe in, something that's not going to hurt my client uh something I'm not gonna lose the client's uh business on because of uh an increase in premium. So I decided to offer it again. It's it's been it's been a knockout punch for my practice. That's the truth. I have I loved it. And uh there's been even people that have come to my seminars and ended up buying it from their own guy. I I feel bad that, that for myself that they did that. I kind of feel bad to tell you the truth they did it with their the other guy because my thinking is if they knew what they were doing they wouldn't have had to go to my seminar but main thing is it's that good that other advisors are taking my approach and using it. And the main thing is clients are being helped. So I'll, hopefully that wasn't too long of a of a rebuttal there.
1: No, I think I think it's one of the most important things. That's uh, frankly we could talk about the quickest. You know, we you see people often plan for this kind of stuff when it's too late, <laughs> when when their health is failing, or when you know they transfer stuff, but within the next five years, there's that look back period with medic with Medicaid on the, on that five year look back period. They wait too long. I mean, I, I'll just uh, i just tell our listeners. I mean, you were genuinely frustrated with the with the traditional policies issued by companies that you knew that were just exorbitant <clears throat> you would regularly talk about how expensive they were how they would kind of change things to try to prevent paying it and then you were paying all this money out and you either didn't use it or or uh, or you died or something along those lines you were just sick and tired of that this plan that you're offering is one that's it's an overused term, but it's a win-win situation. It's an alternative that you've been looking for that they, they, they finally created. That's what I want people to understand. There is an option because the quickest way to financial ruin, you can do all this kind of stuff is if somebody gets sick and at some point you're going to get sick and you're going to die. Uh, and so who knows anyone who's in a nursing home, nobody thought they would end up there, John.
2: Well, let's, let's take you through. I can take you through real life scenarios. So, Let's say mom and dad come to me in their sixties when they were when I first came to be a financial advisor. They took a chance on a young kid, which was me, and they had eight hundred grand. Okay, one of them I'm going to say nine years later uh, goes into uh, assisted living, three four grand a month, and now mom's in the in the nursing home because she had some ailments, seventy five hundred to eight grand a month. Their eight hundred thousand dollar estate is now two hundred thousand dollars, and they're still living. This money, I remember. I remember talking with these people. Their goal is to leave this money to their kids. They saved, scrimped, they cut coupons, they turned the air conditioning off in the in the summers. They, you know, Cedar Point and Jogger Lake was where their vacations, et cetera. And now they're going to leave their kids made basically nothing.
1: Right, and, and it and, breaks and, my heart.
2: It and, breaks my heart.
1: Right, and then and then they got to sit there and say, "We did all that saving and scrimping, and we saved this money." And once it's all gone, then we'll get on Medicaid. Where the person in the next bed over might have went on that Hawaiian vacation and enjoyed their life, and they're not, and they're already on Medicaid. It's kind that's of. Exact- go ahead, sir.
2: No, that's exactly right, and, and it, it it over it really underlines everything that. As wrong with our American system, it seems like the good get punished and the people, you know, who take it the easy way out get the reward. But and that's another conversation, and probably for your show three to six. But you are a hundred percent correct in there. For the people who didn't do the proper planning, for the people who didn't save and script and turn the heat off or the heat down and wear three blankets in the winter, those people are getting a free ride on the taxpayers' back for Medicaid. Meanwhile, there's people. Sending in assisted living homes and, and 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 nursing homes that are getting their their entire states eaten away. That work triple overtime. That work a second job. That did this or that on the side. That you know bought their kids lesser clothes so they could have something better in the in the future. Those guys are getting their estates ripped apart. And and here's another thing that's sad. So after the cash is gone, guess what? Else? Then what's the next thing to be gone? <laughs>
1: What's the next thing to be gone? Yeah, well, naturally, the yeah,
2: the house. So the house the kids grew up in, the house that the mom and dad saved so much for, and you know, you know, did all the things my parents did just to get ahead. Maybe put an addition on. Well, you know, that's all going down the toilet. You know, when a Medicaid spend down happens, you spend everything down. They don't care. The state doesn't have a heart, and I don't blame them because they're 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 completely out of budget anyway. And they're they're on the hook for these nursing home these nursing home costs because you can't leave elderly people in the street just to collect dust and die away. Right. So, at the end of the day, it's like with healthcare, it's on you to take care of you now. Right. But, but I want John Arnold. I
1: want you, people you to know. Talk, I want people to know John Arnold has has something there to take that worry away. I just want you know it's something that I, w- I I need to dedicate more time to on the program. But I want you to know John Arnold has something there to cover that concern. Reason enough to call John. All right, that alone. When it comes to John, what can you do when it comes to long term care? you know call him and ask him about that uh because this is different from from other stuff i want i want you guys to be aware of that that's the as we all get older that i think is our biggest fear somebody gets ill somebody needs that care All the money is taken away. You worry about the house, everything you work for all your life. John Arnold can help you when when it comes to that. And uh, I'm going to have John explain how you get a hold of him and everything. We're going to have to wrap here at about 51 tonight, John, because of a programming issue here. But needless to say, tell folks how they can get a hold of you, John, and, and ask you questions about this. Or like the guy who called earlier, start investing with you and have that initial meeting.
2: Yeah, you can get us a call at 330-965-9890. Uh, you can obviously visit us at our, our office located in Canfield there. I'm right up the street from uh, uh, Poorhouse House uh, on Star Center. I'm the second to the last building on the left. Uh, again, you can reach us at 330-965-9890. And uh, we give free free consultations. We're a no pressure type of shop, and uh, we look forward to helping people. And
1: I want you to mention one other thing: when you do trades on on this kind of stuff, who pays those fees? You know, to trade this stock to that stock, who absorbs that cost? I,
2: I one hundred. I pay. I personally pay for all of them. All right. So I pay for every investment fee out there. Uh, I should say commission or trade trade fee. Or costs, I, I take them all on.
1: All right. John once said to me, listen, I don't think it's right if I recommend a stock and you lose money that I make money when you buy it and when you sell it. So that's why you take on all those fees. So how is John Arnold then compensated for managing somebody's portfolio?
2: Uh, we, we get paid 1 12th of 1% per month on the account value or 1% a year. For our larger accounts, we'll do strictly performing performance-based uh, advisory. That's for a very large accounts. to where if the account makes zero money, so do we. If the account makes a large portion, uh, we take a larger portion. It's whatever the client wants, but basically we're performance based. Right. Uh, put our money where our mouth is kind of firm.
1: Phone number once again, John
2: 330 965
1: Hey, thank you, John. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yep. So, uh, stay tuned. News Radio 570 WKBN with the first special presentation.